What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and it is a very special day. Today marks the beginning of the spoiler season for Corset 2021. And if you're anything like me, you were a little bit nervous going into this because it is a corset featuring Teferi. And uh, anybody who's been playing Standard recently, we've had to deal with Teferi for a while now, and the play patterns that they that that the most the two most recent Teferis kind of propagate haven't been super fun. Um, so that's understandable. However, I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. Some of the things that we've seen that have been um, released so far from Corsa 2021 actually look really, really slick. And one of them that we're going to be talking about specifically today is addressing a complaint that has been on the lips of the people for many years that I think is addressed in a really cool way that is powerful while being flavorful. And it's really, really nice. And what I'm talking about there is card draw. Card draw is clutch in Commander. It's absolutely necessary. And red and white have historically really, really stunk at drawing cards. And you can tell and you can feel it when you're playing a Commander game and those are your colors. Um, mono red and mono white have been like borderline impossible to turn into competitive Commander colors because of that lack of functionality. Like the colors just didn't have it. Like that and ramping mana. Between those two things, that it really, really hurt and was very, very difficult to play a commander that was one of those two colors. Well, they've done, they've made some changes to it, and they, they've tweaked the color pie a little bit, and they've now, they seem to have accepted that drawing a card should not be limited to one of the colors. It is a core function of the game, and especially in commander, it is a key feature that allows you to continue playing the game, especially in the later game. Um, and they're doing it this time around with Mangara the Diplomat. It is a human cleric. It costs three generic, one white for a 2-4 with lifelink. And uh, this particular person is legendary. And uh, whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of those creatures are attacking you and or planeswalkers you control, draw a card. Whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, draw a card. And so not only do they have the words draw a card printed on a mono white card, they put it on there twice. They really wanted to make sure that they got that point across. And I can appreciate that. This is Wizard saying, hey, Commander players everywhere, we've heard you. You can quit whining about it now. We're doing stuff. We're going to fix this. And I love that. I think this is absolutely phenomenal. It's it's perfect. Because we, in order for the card to be worth something, you need to make sure that it gets a lot of cards. You need to be able to draw a significant number of cards off of it. But the biggest challenge is how do you draw cards in a way that feels white? In red, they acknowledged the lack of card draw by introducing a mechanic, which I believe they internally refer to as impulsive drawing. That's not the, the way that it's printed on the cards. But what it does is you take a card off from your library, put it into exile, and you can cast it. Um, and there's a time restriction on when you can cast it. So you can, like, you can cast it this turn, like in or until the end of your next turn, like in light of the light of the stage or into the wilds. Like those cards have impulsive draw built into them where you exile the cards and you have access to them. They are a resource. But if you don't use them now, you're going to lose them. And so your plan may go under may go a certain way, but you, you'll get this like this opportunity. And so it's very impulsive. It's off the cuff. It's um, almost not necessarily irrational, but it's chaotic. There's a chaotic element to it because you, 
you don't know what it's going to be. And it could be a key piece that you need, but maybe the timing isn't great. But if you don't cast it now, it's gone forever, um, at least this copy of it. And so that's a fun way of feeling red while still giving you card draw. And that, I think, was a very elegant, very creative solution. So the biggest question is, okay, how do you make that white? With Mana Ramp, they introduced um, a, a card called Smothering Tithe, which if you play Commander, you are familiar with it, that adds ramp, but there's a tax associated with it. So whenever an opponent, I believe it's whenever an opponent draws a card, they can pay one or you get a treasure token. Uh, and so what you do is you tax your opponent, and if they're getting access to resources, you're getting access to resources. That feels very white. And throughout the course of a commander game, as you're going around the table, people are drawing a lot of cards, you're getting a lot of tokens, um, because and nobody pays for that. Like, people, or not nobody, but... Um, I know personally, if if my opponent has a Smothering Tithe on the board, it's going to be, I'm probably not going to be paying for it. Just because that one mana feels like a lot in the moment. Same thing with Ristic Study. Although Ristic Study, comparatively, is significantly more, it's more valuable because cards in hand is worth more than one treasure token. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Card draw. White has not had any kind of card draw. No real method of drawing cards that was consistent in any kind of way. There was some, um, there were cards like land tax that allowed you to search up for, you know, specifically lands. Um, and that was a way to get some card advantage and those were on enchantments. So it was like, well, okay, so that's something, but you're only grabbing lands with that. And I believe it may have actually only been planes. I could be making that up. That may not be the case, but those were older cards. that were kind of these fringe cases. Um, but there wasn't just any good white draw card. And uh, there was a bird that came out in Corset, or not, sorry, Commander 2020. When that product dropped, there was a card in there that I did talk about. So actually there should be a a uh, link showing up on up in the corner um, here any second now. That, you know, I did talk about that. It was a really cool card because it involved drawing cards. And I think it may have even put extra lands into play. Like it was clearly just everything that... that commander players want to do with white that they haven't been able to all on one card however the cost was very expensive it was kind of weird it was a little bit clunky and I, like upon reading it i couldn't tell if it was good or not if that makes sense like i feel like i need to see it in action to really understand if that card is truly playable in commander or if it really addresses the need meanwhile mangara the diplomat i don't need to test this thing i can look at it i know this is going to be awesome so whenever an opponent tags with Okay, there are a couple of things about, about the rules. So, whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, draw a card. You just draw a card. There's no may on there, so that's important to note. Your opponent can force you to draw a card. 90% of the time, actually 99% of the time, you're going to want to do that. But in a fringe situation where they manage to mill out your library, they could kill you with that. Super rare, super fringe, but eh, who knows? It could happen. Anyway, so if, they're, if an opponent casts their second spell... And let's be honest, in a commander game, especially later in the com in a commander game, you're going to draw a card off of that on almost every turn. Like, almost every single one of your opponent's turns, you are going to draw a card off of that second ability. Almost guaranteed. I Once you get up into turns 6 and 7 in a commander game, people the, the reason the card draw is so important is because people have access to a lot of mana, and they're going to be playing a lot of spells. And so you need access to the spells in order to play them. So that right there you're going to draw cards off of that. And so in a four-person pod, you're basically going to be drawing three extra cards later in the game just for having this guy on the field. That's amazing. Now, the other thing that it has is that when if an opponent attacks you with multiple creatures, you get to draw a card just because they attacked. So against 
token strategies or against is, 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 so that does two things that does two really important things one if people are attacking you you're drawing cards you're drawing cards we all like drawing cards this guy's also a 2-4 with lifelink so he's not really fun to attack into especially in the early game so this dissuades your opponents from attacking you because if they're looking at the whole board and they see the mono white player wait a minute if i attack him or her they're going to draw cards. I don't want to do that. Or if, oh, I could send one over, but they have this really decent-sized blocker. And let's be honest, if you're playing a mono-white, you're going to have a decent board state. You're going to have some creatures down. So attacking into you is going to be really, really hard. So if you have like creatures and if you have life gain, t topping off with Mangara is awesome. Like Enough so that if I had a multicolored deck that had white in it, which I do have a couple... I might actually slot this in. Like, it's clearly designed to fix the mono-white card draw problem. But at the same time, it only costs one white pip. This thing's splashable. There's no reason not to. Like, there's no reason not to add this into a lot of decks. Because it looks really, really powerful. You know, it, this is an immediate auto-include in almost every, every mono-white deck out there. And almost every Boros deck out there. And I'm referring to Commander specifically. Like, but almost automatically just put it in. Like, it's that good. This is awesome. And the other part about that that I... So, from a flavor perspective, the reason that I really, really like this is that it is giving you resources for your opponents doing something. That feels white to me. Um, white has a lot of give and take. It has a lot of control aspects. It has a lot of um, symmetrical effects. White really focuses on making sure that the tables are even, that the fight is fair. And that's one thing that I see a lot in white that you can see mechanically throughout the course of the, throughout the history of the game. You know, cards like balance are white. You know, the idea that we will be on even footings. You know, like these are the rules. I'm going to follow the rules and I'm going to make sure you follow the rules, period. And so it's like, oh, if you are executing on more powerful strategies, well, I'm going to get access to more resources so that I can match. So this is going to be a fair fight. I like that. It's simple. It's effective. It fits. Like this just fits. So Mangara the Diplomat, hats off to everybody over at Wizards. I feel like they absolutely nailed it. The other thing I really like is with red, the impulsive draw is mechanically unique to red. Um, you know, if the cards operate differently than other cards. With Mangara the Diplomat, you're still just drawing the cards. I like that. They didn't have to make up anything special. They didn't need to put it into some kind of weird exile zone. They didn't need to, um, you know, you didn't need to, like, replace certain cards or, like, suspend cards. Like, um, anyway, there, like, there were a bunch of weird things they could have done to justify white drawing cards. Instead, they were just like, nah, just give them cards. Just give these people cards. And they were careful about what triggered the card draw. I like that. It's simple. It's just simple. Like, and the, so, okay, there are a couple of use cases here. So, the more I think about it, the more I like it. That is the sign of, of a beautifully designed card. So whenever an opponent attacks you with creatures, so that's the other, okay, I'm going to go ahead and overthink on a tangent here. Whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, why do they need to specify with creatures? Now, it would be really easy for me to get cynical and say that, well, I mean, of course they had to, I mean, it would be easy for me to just look at this and go, man, whoever made this template sucks. 
but that's not what I'm thinking here. I don't think that's the case. I don't think somebody mistyped that. I don't think that was a mistake because the folks over at Watsi are very deliberate when they're editing these cards. At least I'm fairly certain they are. So what I suspect there is there is a mechanic that isn't out yet that at the very least is being considered. It may never see print. So just, you know, some, you could tell me in 20 years that, oh, no, this never happened. Doesn't mean they're not in there. They're not considering it and testing it right now. Some kind of mechanic that would allow a non-creature permanent to attack. Now, I don't know what that is. And effects like that in the past have existed, believe it or not. Um, but the vast majority of non-creature things attacking take the form mechanically of them becoming creatures temporarily, like vehicles or animating artifacts and enchantments, those types of things, where they become a creature for a second, and then you can attack with them, and then they stop being a creature. You know, that's usually the way that mechanically that's represented. However, I would like to point out a card called Form of the Dragon. I believe that's the name of it, where it is an enchantment. I believe it's an enchantment. I think it's an enchantment. Or it might be a sorcery, now that I think about it. Anyway, it is a spell that allows the player to deal, I believe it's five damage to a target creature, and that creature deals damage equal to its power to the player. So the player fights a creature. That exists. That is out there. It's weird, and it functions like a burn spell, kind of. Um, it does a couple other things as well, but that's you know that's one piece of that spell and one piece of that card. And that was printed like back in Scourge. Like this thing isn't even modern legal. It's so old, but that's out there. It exists. So the notion of wanting to create um, to allow the player to interact with creatures in a way like that has been dabbled with before. So the idea of a player being able to attack or a planeswalker being able to attack. Well, I mean the planeswalker. We have a lot of instances where planeswalkers can become creatures, especially in the case of Gideon. So, I don't know. Like, that would be mechanically kind of odd. But that doesn't mean that somebody isn't considering it. So, whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of those creatures are attacking you and your planeswalkers, you control, draw a card. So, yeah. It prevents... It prevents your opponent from attacking you, or it dissuades your opponent from attacking you. And for a lot of different reasons. And the best part about that is, it dissuades them more if you have fewer cards in your hand. Because if you already have a grip of like nine cards and you have a Thought Vessel down, what's one more? You know, like if I'm looking across the table at somebody and they have, and they, they're holding like a big old fan of cards, I'm not going to think anything of just letting them draw one more. Like, whatever, these are my things I want to swing at you. Because it's like, what are the chance? like the chances of you having an answer to whatever I have are already really, really high. So the chances of it being that thing on the top of the deck instead of the things that are already in your hand, mm, not so great. Now, if I'm looking at an opponent who only has two cards in hand, especially if it's later in the game, or if they only have one, now, all of a sudden, the chances of them having an answer to whatever I'm doing, much, much lower. And if I swing into them with multiple creatures and allow them to draw a second card, I am doubling the likelihood. And this is simple probabilities. I know statisticians would probably rip me to shreds for this. But 
it, it's a, I'm effectively, at least from my perspective, not knowing what any of those cards are, it's doubling their chances of having an answer to stop me. And that is not insignificant. That's a big, big deal. So if my if the mono white player has fewer cards in, in their hand, their opponents are not as likely to attack them or they are dissuaded heavily from attacking them because they will be able to draw extra cards. And that will refuel a resource that they are currently very low on. And that's the thing. If you can beat your opponent in the card draw space, you're probably going to win the game. Card advantage is very, very real and often more important than life total. Oftentimes more important than life total. So I think Mangara the Diplomat is wonderful and an auto-include in pretty much every mono white EDH deck out there and a lot of them that have a white splash. Um, if you are currently in white in Commander, give this guy a look. I think the price on this is going to be really, really high at first. It might mellow down a little bit as the market gets saturated, but I don't think this guy's going anywhere, guys. I think this has become like an overnight EDH staple. When I say EDH, I'm referring to Commander, by the way. Um, that's a, a shorthand. Um, so yeah, this is, I don't know what else to say. It's great. Look, I absolutely love it. I think Mangar the Diplomat is a phenomenal card. Thank you, Wizards, for, for printing this and giving White a fighting chance um, in, in Commander. Now, as a member of the content creation community, I think I speak for all of us when I say, man, now we got to go find something else to complain about. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we'll find it. So anyway... Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out. It is truly a delight. I, I'm over the moon about this, actually. I can't wait to see what they give us tomorrow. This is wonderful. Again, Wizards, thank you. All right, you can catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash hammocks42. You can also uh, follow me on Twitter, at hawks42. Um, yeah, and I will catch you guys next time.